0: This episode of Seder Stories was recorded prior to our students' departure due to COVID-19.
1: Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by JMB Financial Advisors.
0: Hello and welcome into Seder Stories. My name is Elijah Gonzalez, and today we are here for the Holy Cross Causes podcast. And Today we are joined by junior volleyball player Renee LeBlanc. Renee we really appreciate you coming on uh, here for Sater Stories and uh, I, I just want to jump in here about your involvement in EcoAction and what you've been able to do um, with this organization. How did you get started in EcoAction when you first got here at Holy Cross?
1: So it was my freshman year I met um, I went on Spring Break Immersion Program, and one of my leaders was good friends with the person that ran Environmental Concerns for the SGA. And so I like met him, I was talking to him, because I'm also an environmental studies and political science double major. And so I, I was talking to him, and he's like, well, you should just apply to be co-chair of EcoAction. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I ended up, because I originally was going to apply for the sustainable, um, for the social media, that aspect of it. But with like previous experience I had, I was like I did a lot for my high school. I ran a lot of events there, and so they put I got elected as co-chair, and then so sophomore year we worked a lot on something. We did tons of events. We got a lot of funding from across the campus. Um, I think we spent we spent thousands and thousands of dollars on different events on um, different projects we wanted to do, and now we wanted to work really closely and figure out how we could make it more of a community aspect and figure out how we can have long-term sustainable sustainable projects for our campus and so we did we began the year working on something called a green fund and so what that is is this was we just worked on the project on the, like, the initial research of it um one of our interns and directors of research worked on this green front project and did a ton of research going into something called a ten dollar, it would be basically a ten dollar fee on student tuition and all that money would get pooled so about thirty thousand dollars a year would get put towards um, sustainable projects on campus that students, that anybody can apply to, um, making sure students are involved though. And so we wrote a big research, um, there was a big like charter, a proposal, just tons of stuff that went into it in hours hundreds of hours that went into just writing this thing alone that um, Ella worked a lot on and I give her all like, all the credit for writing that and she spent so much um, time doing that. And then we met with Father Burroughs over the summer and he loved the Green Fund and he also um, supported the idea of also getting a sustainability director on board and we had written a lot of Proposals and saying like we want a sustainability director because right now we have an environmental task force. So as co-chair, I also hold a position as environmental task um as student representative for president's task force task force for the environment. Um and so for that, I go and I talk with faculty staff, um and we just talk about what's going on on campus, how we can like make the campus better for the environment, whether that's composting, recycling, um, composting, and senior. Dorms printing out less across the campus. There's so many different things that goes into sustainable issues, so um, It's a long field, but my so sophomore end of sophomore year We did a campaign for the green fund and for the sustainability director We got 1,000 people to sign a petition and so I headed that campaign um, With a good team of people and so we got a big um, We got thousands of we got a thousand people to sign this and saying like we want a green fund and we want a sustainability director After we presented that to Father Burroughs um, in the fall, we began going through the process of truly trying to get it, like both of them implemented on campus. In Father Burroughs, we had a meeting with Father Burroughs at the beginning of this fall and we like, I like walked into, I was with um, my, the other directors of environmental concerns and then like Dean Murray and Father Burroughs was there. And they were like, we were sitting there and he's like, all right, we're going to hire a sustainability director. Here's a job description. Tell me what you think. And we were like, oh, my goodness, like, this is fantastic. Like, we were so excited. Um, and then he, he was also really excited about the Green Fund. And so we were continuing to work on that and work with the SGA on getting that approved. Um, and so and the SGA decided, so they were going to do a student referendum, which would mean that the students had to vote yes if they wanted the $10 increase on tuition for uh, sustainability projects on campus and so we go and um, we ended up it was like a very short timeline ended up working out it was pretty stressful not gonna lie I was like traveling some of the weekends like texting them like figuring out how you're we gonna run this I'm like I'm currently at Bucknell I don't know like I have to go to a game soon like all this stuff was going on and so finally like we get this um we get it rolling and they're like okay we have to like run this campaign get as many people as we possibly can to vote yes for this green fund to get it actually to happen and so we ran um i got 14 of our students together and i like broke them up like they did i had people do about three hours each um within a two-day period and it calculated out to be about like 40 people per hour and then that was like about we got that to be about a thousand people we would be able to reach and vote yes um, and so in a two day period, we were able to reach, I think we had1,000 and like 100 students. we reached in a two- day period that voted yes for the green fund. Um, and we, so we won by a majority of 78%. And so it got like approved yes and now we'll have um, got signed by the board of Trustees. everybody went through financial planning committee and now we'll have $30,000 each year for just sustainable projects on campus because of the work that ecoaction did um, environmental concerns did and like the students and faculty that came together to make this happen.
0: And a lot of the times when you know we see students involved in things around campus, you know, sometimes they're able to get more students involved. What is it meant for you to not only be able to be a part of of Eco Action, but to see it continue to grow and also just to see it evolve with your classmates and with Father Burroughs. What was that like to kind of see that whole process through?
1: It was like we it was amazing because we started off like my freshman year. It wasn't. It was like it was a growing organization, but it wasn't as big. And so we began just really reaching out. Um, I started my sophomore year. Starting sophomore year, I ran our Instagram, EcoAction's Instagram. Um, be sure to follow it if you can. Um, you but- go ahead and give it a shout <laughs> if you want. HC EcoAction. Um, so we began the year with 300 followers, and we just, like – I booked out like our social media team, and I was like, guys, just follow whoever you can. Anybody from Holy Cross, give them a follow, and hopefully they'll follow us back. And we ended up having 1,000 followers by the end of the year. And that was like a huge gain of support, because instead of having like five likes per picture, now you're having 100 people see your pictures, 100 people seeing the advertisement for your event. So it's basically free advertisement, instead of p- paying whatever, like 80 bucks to print 50 posters or something like that Um, and so not only did it save us money in the long run but it also really got the word out and it got people involved and it was like DM us if you want to um, be a part of the Green Fund, contact us, send us your email and so we were able to reach a wider audience of people that might not have been signed up on our email list by then but we were able to contact them and bring a lot of people together and now I think we have 350 people on our mailing list alone as a lot of the work we did and like on my team right now on our eboard, we like we have athletes we have um hockey players rowing um people across like we have a good amount of people across the board another one of my teammates is also um on my e-board and so not only is it um just like students that are environmental studies but it's across all disciplines across ath- all athletic teams things like that
0: and you talked about some of these sustainability projects and and things that you want to do moving forward what are some of those that you know you might be looking into or or ways that you guys are kind of coordinating uh with that as well at the green fund
1: so the green fund right now um students will be able to apply to that over the course of the summer the fall and they can apply to over um the maximum i think is five thousand dollars they can apply to um and so those can range so god there's there's it goes into a lot you can go to a lot um but it could be anything from getting like having like a um you can do like beehives, like the beehives you can get honey from. We have a few of those in the back. It might be increasing doing more of those. Um, there's projects that range from getting more composting in more of the domes to getting dorms um, to getting composting in Hogan. Um, that's one of our things we've been working on right now. And the funding that can go into it, there's also options for doing some projects on off campus. So I worked on a tree nursery my freshman um, year into this last fall. And so I like. Was able to build a tree nursery with the Wisher Tree Initiative, um, with other some other students off campus, and so doing more projects that also make. Sometimes I think Holy Cross can be up on the hill, and we don't interact a ton with the community throughout the entire year, and the Green Fund would also be able to like create a bridge, more of a bridge to say, okay, like why don't we work with. Um, this local middle school and see like what do they want to work on and how can the Green Fund, how can students from Holy Cross work with these students from this middle school on making a sustainable projects, projects in Worcester and making sure that we're also going to the Worcester community um, and not just putting everything on our campus.
0: And one thing that, that I think I saw, and you guys have really started to, to work on as well is uh, is greenware and, and having your stamp in Hogan. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the eco-friendly cups and things of that nature that uh, the campus is doing as well?
1: Yeah. yeah, so I think, so part of it, um, as much as I'd love to say that, like, greenware is, like, the best, um, best thing ever, I think even the better option would be is just, like, focusing on, um, reusable bottles and getting reusable cups because you do get a 25 percent, uh, 25 cent, not percent, 25 cent um, decrease in like the price of it if you have a reusable cup. And so I think greenware is good in like, part of it, but it's still waste. You're still producing something from it. And so while that we did advocate to have greenware in there because it was originally plastic, um, it's so much better to just have a reusable mug, save money, have like everybody has dining dollars. You only have so many dining dollars. And I don't think enough people know that you do get um, 25 cents off every time you use a remove a reusable mug for anything Um, and I think it's important we do have composting in Kimball everything in Kimball is composted I don't think a lot of people know that Um, but that's really important and we are starting to really move away from all plastics and it's been awesome to see our campus and work with Marty who's the head of dining to get everything to be compostable and we're still moving we still have um, some ways to go to make everything at a point where we have composting in Hogan and so um, a lot of education that will go into that aspect as well.
0: And you also helped organize the youth climate strike in September. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, moving a a little bit into that as well, kind of how was that process uh, go for you? And again, being in September, it has to be right in the middle of your season, right? So you (laughs) talked about, you know, being right at Bucknell and fielding phone calls. And then you also have this that you're organizing as well.
1: Yeah. So that happened, like, I think we were in the heat of like travel season when that happened. I got really lucky on the timing. Um, We happened to have a home match that weekend, which was perfect. (laughs) Um, But we were, Uh, so I spent the entire it came out of like it kind of came out of nowhere we got an email from somebody and they were like we want to do a climate strike in Worcester what do you think Does Holy Cross want to be involved and we were like absolutely we want to be involved like how could we not and so we worked with the chaplain's office we worked with um, SGA with a lot of people from across the campus and we got to the point of we advocated a lot for it and we like made we had a like poster making session we made some like really awesome stickers um that were that we gave away to I think we had we printed about um 500 that we gave away to students to like so people could like put it on their hydro flasks put it on their reusable mugs and so people could see that we were working towards that but I gave a speech at that event and it was um something I learned actually on one of my spring break immersion programs was from this um from one of the ladies um Maxine is her, like her full name but she's absolutely incredible but she taught me I like called her one day and I was like what am I supposed to do like I'm just on Holy Cross campus how am I going to get past like how I kind of like reach broader and see more. And she was like, well, honey, so what you got to do is you got to say like the world's just too big to do anything. Like you can't like, you can't just focus on the whole world. That's too much work. She's like, you got to put that, don't put it behind you, but put it to the left. So you can like kind of see it still there. And then she was like, and then for, Holy Cross, you can't focus on all of Holy Cross all at once or even like the Worcester. So put Holy Cross to the left. All you got to do is focus on one issue at a time and get that one thing done. And then you also have all these people that are working towards that one thing too. And so you have little tiny goals that you can all work towards. So you have something you can accomplish together and then you'll ultimately reach that bigger goal. And that was something that I talked about of like focusing on that local community and focusing at the local Holy Cross level um, to improve upon I like to prove sustainability on campus and I think it's really awesome the way that we've been able like environmental studies I work in I like take econ classes I take classes literally across every single discipline um and so at a liberal arts school you're able to take all those different parts and you can really put them to put them together from spring break immersion to um for like all we're even looking right now into athletic travel and seeing what our carbon output is right now for athletic travel I'm working with a company called trip zero to just calculate it out and see where we're at right now um, just so people can like kind of understand what like amount of carbon that's um, outputted from when you have thirty people traveling on a bus for eight hours, staying at a hotel, what the um, carbon output is for those. Not, maybe not to um, make a ton of changes, but just so people are educated about what is happening and how it's ha- like what the environmental effects of those are.
0: And the Holy Cross community, uh, obviously you know for you guys as student athletes you're able to kind of have some resources as well for that you know as as a whole what has it been for the holy cross community to kind of have give you that support um in this initiative as well
1: well i think there's a lot of student and faculty support i have um not having a sustainability director yet there hasn't been like um, I focus, I work a lot with John um, Cannon from facilities as like one of my main mentors. Um, hopefully we'll have a sustainability director hired soon. We just had an interview yesterday for somebody. Um, and hopefully that person will be like the other person I get to work with. But everybody across, like everybody in the environmental um, studies from my, like from my coaches have been helpful in like understanding like, hey, like I have something for environmental, like can I, can I, like I got, I was on a panel for climate, um, for a climate change um climate crisis talk and I was like can I like come to like like just letting them know what my schedule was and so like they're um I like never I don't miss anything for practice but they know like I'm running from here I'm gonna like can I leave like right at that time so I can make sure I can get out of there and go to this next event and so everyone's been really helpful in making sure that like I can I can balance my academics eco action um, and volleyball and make it all work and be successful.
0: Well, Renee, we really appreciate you coming on and, and being able to talk with us um, about Eco action and, and just uh, one qu- final quick thing to wrap it up. If somebody does want to get involved in Eco action, what's the best way to do that here at Holy Cross?
1: Um, the best way to get, I would say follow um, our Instagram is actually probably the best way to get in contact with us because you have, um, we have a lot of people checking that account at all times, making sure that anybody that is messaging us is able to get on our mailing list. And so just um, send, put your email in our direct messages for Eco Action, and we'll put you on the mailing list and you'll get all the info for all our meetings, for every event, for anything that has anything to do with sustainability, whether it be a talk um, or free giveaways. We do like pizzas. for We do um, nice lunches with people that are professionals and a lot of other aspects that are really exciting and we have a lot of fun with.
0: That's Renee LeBlanc Jr. on the Holy Cross volleyball team. We'll be right back on Seder Stories.
1: It's more than just a story from Big Y.
0: Hi, my name is Ryan. I'm a meat manager from the Great Barrington Big Y. We want to make sure that everybody comes in happy, leaves happy, and wants to come back knowing that we're their butcher. We have all sorts of grass-fed beef in the meat department. If you come in at 7 o'clock at night and go, hey, I want an inch and a half thick ribeye, you're getting an inch and a half thick ribeye. It still feels like that old-school butcher.
2: It's giving it to you straight. It's more than food.
0: It's my big why. You're busy. We get that. At UMass Memorial Healthcare, we know the last thing you need to worry about is making your next doctor's appointment. So we've made that process even easier. Now you can visit us online at umassmemorial.org appointment to find a doctor and schedule an appointment all from the comfort of anywhere. Choose 24-7 access to a growing list of primary care physicians and specialists at umassmemorial.org appointment. Or give us a call during business hours at 855-UMASS-MD. Schedule your care from anywhere today.
1: Hello, Crusaders fans. The print shop at Masterminds is proud to be the official screen printing and embroidery specialist of Holy Cross Athletics. Get your team of business logo on apparel and hats with embroidery or screen printing from a huge selection of athletic, high-vis, and workwear clothing holding options and vinyl banners, too. We'll quickly and easily help you leave your team's or business's mark on the world. Visit Masterminds.com today. That's Masterminds.com. Masterminds, since 1961. Go Crusaders.
0: Hello and welcome back to Seder Stories and we are joined by another Holy Cross student athlete and we're now joined by Brianna Cummings, a sophomore on the track and field team here at Holy Cross. Brianna, we thank you uh, for taking time out to be able to speak with us uh, here today. Uh, I just wanted to, to start with you know kind of a general um you know learning a little bit about you uh you volunteer at umass uh, memorial medical center in the pediatrics department so let's start with that and the things that you're able to do um when you volunteer uh, at umass memorial
2: yeah so i started volunteering there last year um it was one of those things that just kind of came through the career center and it was an opening for a volunteer in the pediatric emergency department which I was a little bit at first like kind of worried about cuz little kids in emergency rooms doesn't sound like a great combination um and it wasn't really Um, it's not really medical volunteering and that was something that I really like had wanted to try at some point but it's more in their child life department so it's more in the adjustment of like being in the hospital and dealing with all the doctors and the loud beeping and the sort of commotion that comes with being uh, stuck in an emergency room for a couple hours and so every other weekend I go in there and we like play games with the patients and sort of I will like sit out in the waiting room sometimes and hang out with them and it's just to help with that like adjustment period to uh, those really long not fun visits to the ER that come with being a little kid.
0: Yeah and, and I think that's something that you just mentioned there you know sometimes I know we all kind of went through it at times when we'd go to the doctor. I know I have somewhat of a fear of that as well. So, um, you know, what do you, do you think that's like for not only the kids, but what has that impact been on you to kind of give them that smile or be able to kind of play with them and, and, you know, make that interaction uh, through volunteering?
2: Yeah, it's actually been, it's one of my favorite, like, parts of, of the weekend is going in there and, you know, having these little kids that, like, I've never met before and I'll probably never see again, but just knowing that, you know if they're in there like getting stitches or if they're in there and they're sick and the doctor comes in and they're not too thrilled about that but you know they just want to like play a game of Candyland, and that'll sort of calm them down for a little bit like that means a lot to me to go in there and just meet these kids from all over and have them say like I wish you could come to school with me and be my teacher like something about that is just so like more rewarding I think than uh the actual like it would have been if I were in there like doing doctory things to them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you know, you, you you also talked about um, you know, that sort of experience that you've had through this time, this wasn't something that originally you had kind of looked at. What kind of got you interested in, in, in possibly doing this and volunteering here?
2: Um, I really like kids. And it that was actually one of the things I missed the most about coming to college was just like seeing little kids because everyone on campus is within four years of each other. So like, there's no little kids, there's not really any old people. And, you know, it was just something where I knew I would get to interact with a different like population and little kids see the world so different. And to just like, Something for me in going into a medical field is sort of like understanding where a patient comes from and understanding how they are seeing this experience because, you know, doctors go in and they speak their doctor language and no kid knows what that means. No parent knows what that means. So to just be able to sort of understand better their experience of uh, being in a hospital and not always knowing what's going on and how to make that adjustment and how to make that experience go as smoothly as possible.
0: And... Moving uh, again into what else do you do at Holy Cross? You know, you talked about, um, uh, you know, UMass M- Memorial and, and all the things that, that you're able to do there. But on top of that, you're also an RA and very involved in that as well. Do you want to touch a little bit on, on that uh, experience and what that's been like?
2: Yeah, um, so I'm an RA in the first year area right now, um, which has definitely, it's definitely been an experience. I would say definitely a good one, but yeah, every day is a little bit different. Um a move-in day was a lot it was the beginning of the year it was kind of this whirlwind of no one knows what's going on no it's like kind of getting flipped on your head and not knowing your left from your right all of a sudden and it's been for me like I've really enjoyed sort of seeing how all of uh, my residents have like progressed into getting more comfortable being on campus and how like I can sort of help them adjust or even when they don't necessarily need my help, just being like a resource there and being able to talk about my experience adjusting to Holy Cross and sort of see how how they're doing with that. Um, It's been a really cool experience to get to meet all these first year students who like otherwise you might not necessarily interact with too much. Um, And getting to know like the other people on my staff as well, who none of us were really friends at the beginning of the year, but now like we're all super close. So that's been pretty cool.
0: And as an RA, you know, not only are you, you know, just an RA, you're involved in um, the House Council and, and things like that. What is, is that involvement like, and how have you been able um, to kind of, you know, whether it's interact with first years or whether it's kind of give them that sort of advice? How has this experience been at Holy Cross to kind of help you not only grow in yourself, but also help these students kind of get to that, that next step and get comfortable here at Holy Cross?
2: Yeah, I think especially with the um, with the hall council stuff, it's sort of giving the f- people like more of like um, an awareness of their voice, I think, in their experience and how your experience at Holy Cross is what you make of it. And, you know, that's the hard thing about college a lot of the time is that there's not really going to be someone there necessarily all the time to hold your hand and tell you this is what you should be doing to have a good experience and this is what you need to be doing to sort of like move along in your process of becoming more of an adult and I think that being an RA and being involved in all of these like development processes for students has been um, really helpful for me to figure out how I can bring that like best out of other people and sort of show them that like you are way more capable than you think you are. And, you know, getting dropped on a college campus without your parents is really scary at first, but you have a lot more tools, I think, than anyone thinks that they do. Um, so that has been pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And one thing since we've been, been talking here today, I think one thing that kind of stood out to me as well is, is kind of a similarity in being able to help someone and you talk about what you do at at UMass, you know, Memorial and being able to help these kids and and get them comfortable. And then you talk about being an RA and being able to help a first year student get comfortable. Is that something for you that through both of these experiences you've been able to do maybe in a different capacity, but at the same time, it's kind of that same making sure somebody is comfortable in a certain situation?
2: Yeah, I think I think something I've learned about myself in both of these processes is that I really value sort of being able to make sure that, like, the people that I'm interacting with are okay and that they, like, feel like they're going to be able to do whatever they need to do or whatever they want to do and that they have the resources available to get them where they need to go and – That's something I've learned a lot about in both experiences, I think, is just like being really receptive to how other people are feeling in an environment and how they're adapting to change and sort of being able to walk with them through that and figure out the best like steps forward to get them where they need to go.
0: And you're a double major as well. So you're also having to balance all of that um, uh, along with, with your studies. So, you know, moving forward, what are some things that, you know, maybe are, are goals or, or things that, that you want to accomplish in both of these and beyond Holy Cross as well?
2: Yeah. Um, so I think beyond Holy Cross, um, I my original goal was to go to medical school right after undergrad because um, I eventually would really like to pursue a career in research medicine um in oncology research but I went to a career thing over winter break and we went to this um healthcare center for the homeless in Boston and it was just like this crazy eye-opening experience for me it was sort of the two things that I like really value the most put into one place it was a full like full-fledged medical facility practicing hospital but at the same time it was a very people-centered care and sort of adapting to the subset of the population that needed that care the most and i would absolutely love to do any sort of time in a place like that after college to just sort of really get um like immersed in whatever city I end up in. I mean, I'd hope to end up in Boston, but like whatever city I can end up in after college and just to sort of really get to know like the actual people who are living there and who need um, the most care and attention, I think, but in a way that is really like valuing to them as people because that was something we talked a lot about and um, that sort of cross between service and like science and all of the, like, innovative things of medicine, but also at the same time, the just very, like, human part of working with other people is sort of, I think, where I want to go after this.
0: And, again, we've talked about all, all the things that, that you've been able to do, whether it's volunteering, uh, being an RA, for, for you and for people that might want to get involved in volunteering or, you know, might be interested in being an RA, how are, how are they able to kind of do that? What, what are the steps and what are the process of, of kind of going down both those paths as well?
2: Yeah. Um, I think that the big thing, especially with like the volunteering is that if, you know, if you see something that comes across in like one of the thousand emails that we get, or like, see so you hear someone talking about something that they're doing that you like, just... Definitely like, reach out and ask people because I've one thing I've learned is that the Worcester community really likes to have Holy Cross students volunteering and really likes to sort of uh, have those interactions with people from college campuses. And so whenever you see something that even sort of piques your interest, give it a try because the worst that could happen is that you don't enjoy it and you want to try something different. But... Uh, being able to sort of try a little bit of everything, I think, is the best way to find sort of what gets you going in terms of like volunteering and stuff like that.
0: And, and being a part of the RA community and, and, and being able to, to kind of help these first years as we talked about as well. How has the Holy Cross community been able to help you, not only, um, you know, with the volunteering? I know you mentioned um, the Career Center and, and you mentioned emails that you guys get. How has the Holy Cross community been able to to kind of support you and not only being an RA and, and volunteering, but just in general as a whole?
2: Um, I think that something that the Holy Cross community especially has done is it's been really good to just have, like, Other people, whether it's students or faculty advisors or teammates and coaches and other mentors, just everyone's really willing to reach out a hand and help if you need it. And um, there's just so many people who are like ready to ask you how you're doing or if you need any support and that like care for each other, I think, has been the best like support and resource um, in my experience so far.
0: Yeah. And, and you actually just kind of led into what, what I wanted to to ask you next, which is, um, you know, being on the track and field team and being able to do all this, how have, have your teammates and I, I know that, you know, you guys have, have such a, um, you know, a bond being teammates and, and being able to be together for, for different events. How have they been able to kind of support you in that as well?
2: Yeah, actually, so I have um, two other teammates, I think, who are also RAs. So we um, do a lot of that stuff together. We spend like even more time together during all the staff things and the meetings and um it's just like nice to know that I think if you start to get overwhelmed or if you start to like get a little bit worried about your schedule and stuff like that uh being on such a big but really close team like there's just so many people who are there and willing to like help you out and Uh, do workouts with you at different times if you need to and sort of everyone's always checking in on each other to make sure we're all okay and that no one's taking on too much and uh, that has been like so awesome and I wouldn't trade that um, like feeling with my teammates for the world. I think that's one of the best feelings you can possibly have is just knowing that like there's 75 girls on the team but we're all like best friends and we all spend so much time together and that is just like one of my favorite things i think
0: well we really appreciate you being able to come in and and, and again this is all great work that you've been doing not only for uh, for holy cross but also for um the athletic community as well so uh, again we we appreciate you coming in and being able to talk with us uh, here today
2: yeah thanks for having me well,
0: that's brianna cummings of the women's track and field team here at holy cross and that'll do it for Seder stories we thank you for tuning in make sure you tune in next week on Seder stories
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at Go Holy Cross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!